Bonsoir, mon ami, mes amis. Here we are, still alive. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, I decided to do a show by myself because poor Sugar does not need to sit through these stories all over again because she's like my only friend, really. And she has to hear these things multiple times from different angles and different parts of my brain over and over. I just thought I would spare her because she deserves happiness. And there we are. Oh, there's my turn signal, which I use regularly. Sorry about that. We're in the car and I love turn signals. Here's my intent. That's where I want to go. They should be used more. All right. So we're going to, you and I, me and you are going to head to Costco this lovely fucking early morning. I just dropped the kids off at school and that's not a euphemism for pooping. Not, not in this neighborhood. Oh, that was racist. Oh shit. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean that. That was just how we referred to dropping the Cosby's off at the pool is how we referred to going a number two in the nineties. And I don't think, well, nobody likes Cosby anymore on account of how he's a rapist and his weird googly eye and, uh, that's not okay but you know live and learn I'm trying I don't know everything's kind of gone off the rails here okay I just dropped the kids off at school which is not the same as the pool it's just occurred to me I am very tired people I am very tired okay this time change has kicked my ass real hard I don't know what it is but I just have like this constant headache and I'm mean all right None of this makes sense. Okay, let's just, you know what, keep going. I'm going to try to just do this in one take. And honestly, if I were at home on my computer, I probably would start over. But I just don't feel like doing that. I feel like double banging this stuff. Double banging. Oh, God. Two birds, one stoning. Is that somehow prejudice against birds? Maybe I'm a bird, birdophobe. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. What the fuck was I even talking about? Right, we're going to Costco. I'm, you're coming with me on my ride to Costco, and I'm going to try to get there for open. And I got to tell you, when I drop these kids off, there are a lot of parents coming here in pajamas and messy hair, and I don't blame them. We are all fucking tired. It is March. We are sick of winter. Christmas is long over, and it's dreary and shitty here right now. And I'm just waiting for the snow to melt, and I've lied to myself this entire winter. You know, it's almost over, and it has been a good winter by Winnipeg standards. It has been a good winter. There's not much snow to melt. And that's your weather report. You are welcome. Uh, I'm just ready for it to fucking be over. Spring in Manitoba is like, ugh. There's just all this sand and brown and dirty snow. And it's fucking icy. And then it'll melt one day and freeze the next. And then you just fucking wipe out and fall and break your shoulder and gain 40 pounds. And do a podcast about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Anyway, I've got a couple stories. I shouldn't complain too much because at the end of February, my family and I were lucky, hashtag blessed, to go to Mexico. Uh, The reason we went to Mexico is because uh, I don't know what is, who is honking? Am I the problem? I don't, I don't know what is happening. I could have been the problem. I'm not too sure. No, actually, I don't think that was my fault. Uh, Anyway, it could have been. What the fuck do I know? I'm a terrible driver. Yada yada. I've been saying Christmas is for kids forever because it is for children. Uh, My mother-in-law decided instead of buying us a bunch of dumb shit and uh, stuff we don't want or need because our houses are full of dumb shit, we are going to go to Mexico and she was going to pay for the accommodations. And that's exactly what happened. You know, we woke up at four. We went to go pick grandma up and uh, grandma was sick. Apparently she had decided last minute that she wasn't coming because she was not feeling well and she had like, you know, she was pooping a lot and 
she's getting over COVID at that time. And we just thought this was like COVID kind of hitting her stomach hard, yada, yada. And she's decided she's not coming because she pooped blood. And I feel like, yeah, that's a good reaction because what is Mexico known for? Sombreros? Yes. Tacos? Yes. Shitting your fucking guts out? Also, yes. So maybe not the best place to go when you are unwell. Uh, so it, it was just like this weird calamity that happened. I, we went to pick her up and it's like, my brain is not like quick. Like I am not, I am not a smart person. <laughs> uh, on the best day, I, I am slow on the uptake, especially as I'm aging. I am just like, no idea what's going on. Like my driving right now, complete reflex. I am not paying any attention. I don't even know how I'm doing this. I'm so fucking tired right now. And I'm talking into a phone, which is probably going to get me a ticket, which is probably why I got honked at because I'm fucking oblivious. <sighs> we go and pick her up and she's like, all of a sudden out of nowhere, I'm like, where's your luggage? And she said, oh, I'm not coming. And I was like, what? I'm not coming. I, I, I've been, you know, having diarrhea. I just went and it had blood in it. And I was just like, what is going on? And I'm, I am driving to the airport at 4 a.m. It's like not peak uh, cognitive time for me at all. And I'm just driving and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Don't you just want to come? And she's like, no. Uh, and then we talked about it and she was going to go to an urgent care hospital and get them to give her a once over. And this is all happening. And then before, and then I blink and we were on the plane. That's what it felt like to me. And poor Sarah has to go and figure out how to get her mom's flight canceled. And then they weren't going to refund her. And then, uh, it was just awful. It was just awful. And now, now my mother-in-law is off to the hospital. And we are on a plane to Mexico. Like, I don't know what happened. And then on the whole time on the plane, I'm like, you know, I should have just stayed back. I could have taken her. We, I could have taken care of her. I could have helped her out. And I'm just like lamenting this whole thing, the whole plane ride there, because like I should have been the one to go with her because I don't fucking care if I go to Mexico. I really do not care. Like, it was nice. Don't get me wrong. But if any one of us would have been like, yeah, I'll just stay back. It should have been me. Uh, so I got to beat myself up about that, the whole plane ride there, which was really fun. And by the time we landed, she got like the all clear. They made her leave a stool sample, yada, yada. And uh, she was feeling better. We were, you know, all of a sudden in Mexico, which was also kind of fucking weird. And it was really funny because we went to like this little market. And I just wonder what do these Mexican people think about all of these Canadian and American tourists coming to their beautiful country, which we just kind of use and abuse and leave. And I kind of feel like, yeah, like rip me off a little bit when we go to these little markets. Cause we were in a small town at first. The first town we went to was about 45 minutes out of Puerto Vallarta. And I didn't mind, you know, they were like saying these super inflated prices, but, but where I got stuck was this guy trying to sell me vanilla. And I know a little bit about vanilla because I make my own vanilla. Oh God nerd I do I I buy vanilla beans off the internet and then I soak them in like various kinds of alcohol for various results so I know a little bit about how to make vanilla and this guy in the stand he's just going on and on he's like you can't get this at Walmart they don't sell this at Walmart this is here pure Mexican vanilla blah 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 like he just had this whole spiel and he was just like exhausting and because I was asking him questions like well what liquid is, is he in vanilla it's all vanilla it's vanilla vanilla and I'm just like yeah but what are the what are the beans soaked in? What is the stuff? I'm like, is it water? No, no, it's not water. It's per vanilla extract, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sakes. And then finally my brother-in-law comes along and negotiates with him. And then we get a, what I thought was a good deal until later when we actually got to real Puerto Vallarta and he went to Walmart and guess what? They sold the exact same kind at a much cheaper price, but you know what? Whatever. 
I'm a tourist. You deserve my tourist dollars. Rip me off a little, you know, just a little, not a lot. I don't want to hurt, but like a little bit, you should rip me off because, well, you just should. And I would, if I were you, uh, the best part about that market though, it's just like little stands and little guys or whatever. And Malcolm's like seeing my brother in law negotiate. And he's like, I want to do that. And I was like, okay, go for it. So he walked around the market for something he wanted and he picked out, (laughs) this is so funny to me. He's with Sarah and he picks out a Panama hat. It's kind of like, okay, it's the hat that Dr. Lecter was wearing at the end of Silence in the Lambs when he's calling Clarice on the phone. It's that kind of hat. All right. And it's so funny to me that he's picked that out because of all the things he could have picked that he wanted, he wanted this hat. And he goes up to the guy in the stand and he's like, how much do you want for this? And the guy initially says, I don't know, like 500 pesos. How much is that? I don't fucking know. I think 800 pesos was like 50 bucks Canadian. So I I mean, don't make me do math. I don't know. It was like a lot. And then he's negotiating with him. He gets the hat for 125 pesos. So he gets it for half off. The the look of satisfaction on this young man's face. (laughs) It was just so great. It was like such an adult thing for him to want to do. I don't know. I was beaming with pride, clearly you're welcome. And, you know, I may have had a drink or two around the pool and I may have taken that opportunity to yell, Dr. Lecter, Dr. Lecter. And, uh, it was really a joy for everyone. He got a great hat. I got to, uh, tease him in a way he didn't understand and it made me laugh. So that's, that's what we call a win-win. Uh, and then we left that, we left that town. It was an Airbnb, which was lovely, had a pool, had a gate big metal gate you know to keep the real Mexicans out I guess I don't know I felt pretty safe there there were an alarming amount of white people there and uh yeah you know I can't think of what the hell else we stayed there for three days and then we went to the most fantastic resort uh we have been there once before which is funny and I'm going to tell you why um The last time we went to Mexico, Malcolm was, I think he was just over two. That's an episode, if you want to go back and listen to it, called The Bathtub of Love. I think that's right around that area. It might have been the episode before or the episode after, but somewhere in there. It was 2014, I think. And you can listen to that. So the reason we went to this resort in the first place is because my my brother-in-law got married. Right? I have two brothers-in-law. The white one got married and we were all going to hijack his honeymoon, I guess. And my father-in-law paid for us all to go on this insanely nice vacation, like all inclusive. It was crazy. It was crazy then. And when we went back for the last four days, it was crazy. Like it was just like, it was like white Lotus. Okay. I was looking around trying to figure out which one of us was going to end up dead. And I hope to God it wasn't me. Although, you know, I am the main character in my story. So I couldn't die. Like anything you could have thought of was there. They had this buffet. They had restaurants. Six different restaurants. They had, I don't know how many, like two or three pools, a hot tub. It was fucking crazy. And like everybody who worked there was just anticipating your every need. Your anything you could possibly want everyone's smart it was like crazy I have never seen people so happy or so good at pretending to be happy at work it was just so great it man it was just awesome and I I destroyed that buffet I ate like I had just gotten out of prison it was insane I I hurt myself a lot like I ate it was crazy yada 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 
uh, funny story, I've gained back 10 pounds. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how that happened? Although, you know, that did happen because of my sciatica, which is uh, something that happens when you like walk somewhere between 75 and 100 kilometers a week. And then you also run 25 to 30 kilometers a week. Turns out your hips don't like that. Like they don't lie. But the truth they're telling is sciatica, which is fun because then I get to say things like, oh, my sciatica. Oh, fun old person thing to say also bursitis is fun that's also fun you should put that on your list of things to get uh yeah but at the resort I did run you know I'm a little portly but I still got it mama can still move mama can't swim but mama can run it's okay and I didn't realize that I was competitive and honestly I didn't realize that I had the self-esteem to even walk into a gym ever because I'm kind of weird and I don't like people and I just I was having this morning where I woke up early and I thought, I'm going to just go do it. Like, there's just going to be a bunch of fucking old fat white people there anyway. I might as well join my people. And I did. Started running the first day and it felt great. Okay, second day I go back. It's 6 a.m. There's very few people there. And this woman next to me is, she looked like someone had sculpted her out of marble. And I was just like, you know, I'm on a treadmill, so I'm not like, you know, can't turn my head because I'll fall right fucking off and shoot into the wall. There's no way I have the coordination to do that. But I can look out of the corner of my eye a tiny bit. And she was a very lovely looking young woman, very muscular. And I had it in my head that I may or may not feel a little competitive towards this woman. I had no idea I had that in me and I I ran I ran a pretty decent 5k for someone who is as portly as I am right now it's okay I'm working on it right it's fine every day I'm gonna make slightly better choices than the day before and it'll be okay okay it's not the end of the world which is what I have to tell myself because I feel like a big fat failure but that's okay every day I'm trying running a little bit if my hip hurts I'm paying attention to it I'll just eat slightly less because I think I ate enough calories on that trip for the rest of the month for sure the rest of this month for sure it, it was really glorious I had I, like I was having two I was having like okay here's what I was having before I get into the treadmill story I was having an omelet oh poor Malcolm he ah, it sucks having a kid with allergies and it sucks having allergies but he had a lot of options and just breakfast was a hard time for him because he couldn't really eat all that much stuff like he'd eat a pound of bacon, like I'm not even exaggerating, with syrup all over it, breakfast sausages, and pineapple. That was his breakfast every day. And I don't usually like eggs, it's not my favorite thing, but I was craving an omelet because I just never eat that. And they had like a lady there with like a frying pan, she was making them all to order. Oh my God, it was so good. So I'd have an omelet and bacon and sausage and uh, piles of shit. And then I had, I decided that breakfast deserves a dessert because why not? So I'd have two pieces of french toast and syrup and fruit and butter and like like fuck man i hurt myself and then you know lunch was just like three short hours away right like do you see how this happens and then you have two lunches and then three suppers and it's like holy fuck dude it was crazy so crazy but i'm well fueled right (laughs) i'm standing next to this woman okay we're on the treadmill she's running i'm running and i'm running quite a bit faster than her probably because um I don't, I don't know. Muscle weighs more than fat, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess she's working really hard on having muscles and definition that she probably can't run as fast as I can, even though I'm like a 43-year-old, uh, currently chubby woman. And she was maybe 25 and ripped. Like, I don't know what her body fat was, but it was like not much. 
not much. And I, I just was kind of just slightly watching her out of the corner of my eye. Like I wasn't trying to be a creep or anything, but I'm like, she's not running very fast. And then she'd have to like walk for like two minutes and then she could run again and then walk for two minutes. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, you look really good. You look great. But if the chips are down, you know, like if there really is some kind of end of the world, last of us, mushroom zombie kind of apocalypse thing, this woman is going down. Like she, she can't move that fucking heavy muscular body. She can't. There's no way. Like if her and I were at a starting point and zombies were chasing us, I don't think she could get away from him. There, I don't think there's any fucking way at all because she's too big. She can't run. Like I could, I can, I could run. I did run circles around her. Okay. And then I started thinking about this whole zombie thing. I'm like, yeah, she looks good. She's, she can probably bench press all kinds of shit, but where is her fucking tactile use? Like, where is her basic... Oh, there's a fire truck. Oh, I'm too dumb for that. I can't handle a fire truck right now. Where, like, her basic skill of being able to move. And I thought to myself, you know what? Chips are down. We're in the woods. Oh, there's an ambulance. Okay. Hope it's not coming from my mom's house. <laughs> well, actually. just ki- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Everything's fine. Uh... She, she couldn't catch a chicken. Like, if you were stuck in the woods or something with her, or, like, on an abandoned farm, she couldn't catch a fucking chicken. This woman would be the most useful... Or, sorry, <laughs> she'd be the most useless person around. She'd need a lot of calories, and she'd probably want to lay around and conserve her energy, and she'd probably be complaining about her muscles wasting, and, like, fuck, no, okay? Like, yeah, you know, in this in this world, you're you look great, you probably eat like 800 grams of protein every day, but your use is like minimal. You're just good to look at because at the end of the world, you're just going to be like a big crybaby loser. And I, you know, didn't talk to this woman or anything. I was just making assumptions to make myself uh, feel better. And that's where we're at. Okay. Yeah. Just, that's what happened. We went, we went to Mexico and that was my big Mexico story. Oh no. Wait a minute. That is not my big Mexico story. Okay, I got off track. Sorry about that. But if you want to join my chicken catching gym, like on Rocky, you remember Rocky caught that chicken? It's like ingrained in me. Because, you know, he's Italian, the eye of the tiger. Should have been called eye of the chicken, I think. Uh, yeah, sorry, I got I got distracted. I'm opening a gym, though. It's called Cluck Off, where all I do is train people to catch chickens. I feel like that's like a genius marketing tool. You get t-shirts, angry chicken on it maybe a rooster even I don't know roosters fight though I don't know I don't want to get involved in that yada yada the reason I am telling you this whole story the last time we went to Mexico right was my 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 one (laughs) brother-in-law got married and we went to Mexico for his kind of honeymoon as like I don't know why my father-in-law was so generous but he gifted us this trip and we went yada and my last memory is of my brother-in-law and his now ex-wife right and that that didn't go well as most divorces don't go well I think they're both hoping to never see each other here we are okay now we're sitting at the beach it's my other brother-in-law not the one that was married to that woman myself my kids and Sarah we're all sitting there and if you know me if you've listened to any of this, if this is your first episode, let me just clarify a few things. I am fucking oblivious. I don't know what is going on fucking ever. I don't pick up on things. I don't get a lot. Okay. It has to slap me in the face to understand it. One time I went to my friend's house and I wore his shoes home. Did not notice. I did not notice because the shoes looked similar enough to me that I wore them home. Okay. That's who I am. Just fucking 
I and I saw that same guy. I hadn't talked to him in two years. I walked by him at a park, smiled at him, did not recognize him. He didn't have glasses on. Is that what happened? I don't know. It's like I didn't recognize him because he had a toque on or something. Sat across that guy for like hundreds of hours. Saw him at a park. Did not recognize him until he opened his mouth and I heard his voice. That's who I am. Like fucking moron. Okay. We're sitting there and I'm like looking at the beach and there's a woman sitting at the beach with two little kids and our kids are mixed. I don't know if that's the right language to use. They're half black. Is that also racist? I don't know. You're going to have to write me a strongly worded email that I won't read. And, uh, like looking I'm looking like oh those kids are really cute and I had done a deep dive on this chick a couple of times over a span of like five years I'm like I wonder what she's doing you know like what is she up to and I noticed that oh she's got this very handsome muscular boyfriend who could he could probably catch a chicken I'm just I don't know like he looked spry like he wasn't he looked like he could catch a chicken so I creeped on her on Facebook which is weird okay I know it's weird I acknowledge it's weird it's weird it's stalkery and it's weird but I was just curious like what is she up to she's got two beautiful kids okay are you putting together who was on the beach? Yeah, it was the ex-wife after the messy divorce is at the exact same resort at the exact same time as us. And I am the one that noticed. Can you fucking believe that? Because had I not seen her, we never would have known. I don't know that I would have, because she had probably been there the same amount of time as us. I didn't even, I couldn't. And Sarah's like, how did you, you, are you and I'm like, look, is that not her? She looks, yep, that's her. My brother-in-law's like, oh, for fuck's sakes. And then the guy that's actually, my brother-in-law that's actually was married to her, they knew because they have mutual friends and they knew that she might be there that same week. And they were scrambling to try to get a different hotel, but they could not make it happen. And they didn't tell us. And we were like not wanting to tell them because we didn't want to stress them out. And it turns out we were all kind of gift of the magi-ing each other no one wanted to tell the other and then we finally did and it turns out we were all on the same page and everyone knew yeah what are the odds like I man I had a weird feeling that she would be there but then I thought to myself like what are the fucking chances of that like that's got to be impossible like there is no way that's fucking happening and lo and behold there she was and I'm the one who spot like that is fucking crazy to me <laughs> I still can't believe that that actually happened that's absolutely fucking nuts Oh, we, there were no run-ins. Nothing bad happened. There are definitely hard feelings there, I think. But uh, everything went smoothly. Nobody saw anyone. But it was funny because the brother-in-law that was married to her and his new girlfriend were like incognito, sunglasses, hats, <laughs> lurking around in the early morning. It was just like super funny. So weird. What are the fucking chances? Yeah. And then we get word from my mother-in-law. You're probably like, what's wrong with that poor, sweet, wonderful woman? And she is. She's a wonderful woman. Like, just phenomenally nice. Just so wonderful. Okay? Just great. All you people who hate your mother-in-laws, I feel sorry for you. Hashtag blessed. That's the second hashtag blessed today, I think. Uh, she tells Sarah her sample came back and she has dysentery. Yeah, dysentery. Like, remember from World War One? Yeah, dysentery. Her doctor said he has only ever seen two cases of dysentery, and she was the second. And then he told her that most of the soldiers that died in World War One didn't die from the battlefield. They died from dysentery. And I looked up dysentery, and it's fun to say. You should say, you know what? That'd be a good name for a kid. Dysentery, colostomy. I like that. Or colostomy, dysentery. You know, they're both like cool names like Gage and Trick that aren't really names, but people think they are. Uh, yeah. 
And her doctor told her, yeah, World War I soldiers, most of them died from dysentery because if you're in a trench, there's nowhere to shit. Do you see what I'm saying here? Nowhere to shit. So you just kind of, yeah, you use your shit hands and uh, make shit food. And you get dysentery by someone who doesn't wash their hands and has shit on their hands and prepares you something that doesn't get cooked. Or lettuce, you know, a prepackaged lettuce or like potatoes. There's so many different ways. Look up dysentery. This poor fucking woman. Like, on one hand, she's like, oh my god, I have dysentery. And on the other hand, she's just glad it wasn't, like, something terrible. Because she's in her late 70s now, and it's, like, you know, scary. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, so she didn't get to come on this wonderful trip that she paid for, which made me feel very sad. And she's decided that we're going to go to Victoria for spring break, which we weren't going to do because we went to Mexico. Because she, for some reason, loves my kids. And wants to spend time with them. Okay. Well, sure. Let's go. I love Victoria. You know what I'm not going to do? Climb Mount Douglas. No. That's an episode called The Hills Are Alive. Help yourself to it. Enjoy. I won't be climbing that fucking mountain ever again. Unless it's on the road. Okay. Won't be. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Okay. I have one more story. Oh, man. How long is this? 25 minutes. Well, that's how long it takes to get to Costco. I'm sorry this is so rambly. But whatever. You know, you know how it is. Okay, I'm going to try really hard to get the story out in the seven minutes I have before Costco opens. I, I'm a mailman, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Picture it. Okay, March 2023. I'm very lucky. We just changed routes again. Every two, three years, we do a restructure. I can't really explain why. I just think maybe for fun. And everybody gets to... They reorganize everything, they chop the walks up and make everything slightly different so that you can't recognize anything and then add different jobs to different routes and different responsibilities, yada yada. I'm on a new walk now. I miss my old walk. I don't miss the very steep driveways that hurt my sciatica, but I miss it. I miss the people because like, you know, in the old days, a guy would have a route. He'd have it for fucking 30 years. You'd watch kids grow up and then have their kids and then you'd retire. And now it's like every two or three years, you're going somewhere completely different with a completely different group of people that you work for. I am delivering to a set of apartments. There's like six or seven on kind of like a compound. They're all kind of joined together, managed by the same company, yada, yada. And uh, there's a woman... Uh, my first or second day she's out on her deck smoking and uh, she has a bob I think you can get where the story is going because I don't know if the bob makes people mean or if people who are mean just love a bob haircut I, I don't know it's a chicken or the egg situation here I I really can't answer that question and uh, yeah so my first or second day she's outside smoking and she's like hey do you have anything for 301 and I was just like I'm like, I have a parcel. She's like, yeah, give it to me. And I'm just, I said, I'm sorry. I I don't know who you are. She's like, I am 301. And I was like, oh, okay then. Like, I'm the president of the United States of America. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I I said, I don't know who anyone is. Yeah. 301 faces the parking lot. She said, I was like, okay, well, I don't really know where I am. And I'm still kind of walking in circles. Can I just come inside and give it to you? She's like, can you just give it to me here? And I said, no, because I don't know who you are. And I don't know which apartment that is. (sighs) Yeah, I'm sorry you have to clip-clop to your fucking door that's like 15 feet away. I'm sorry. I'm a moron. And I go inside, okay? 301 does, in fact, face the parking lot. And I learn something new. And she's like, yeah, I'm the manager here. You're going to see a lot of me. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry about that. I just, I have struggled with directions. I didn't realize 
you know, I had to orient myself when I came inside. And she's like, yeah, no problem. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, then have a good day. And periodically she will ask me for her mail. And I'm like, I, I don't like, I, and it's always when my hands are full. And that's what I find the most frustrating. I just, you know, if my hands weren't full, I would absolutely look for her stuff and give it to her. But if my hands are full with, you know, parcels, a big bunch of mail and flyers, like maybe not a great time to ask considering how close in proximity you live to the fucking set of mailboxes. But whatever, that's cool. Until a few days ago, she's outside smoking. Yet again, my hands are full. And I gotta be honest with you, I have a headache uh, a lot of days by the time I get there. And by the time I get there, my body hurts because I am old. I am old and I am tired. And she's outside on her deck and she's smoking. And she said, do you have something for 301? And to me, as a mailman, something means something special, like a parcel or a packet. And I looked at my parcels and I said, no. And she's like, okay then. And I go inside and I do my thing. And then the next day I come back and she's laying in wait. Like, I don't even know where she fucking came from. She may have swooped down from the roof a la Batman. Like, I don't know. She was just there all of a sudden. And I'm just like, oh. You know, because that bob hairdo, holy Jesus Christ, it is unforgiving on that woman. Like, I, you know, I do not have the face for a bob and neither does she. Hi, yay. That is not nice to say, but Jesus fucking Christ, lady, calm down. Uh, yeah, like her whole hairstyle says, tell me to calm down. It's fine. It's fine. My hairstyle says, Steven Seagal. Like, we all are, we all are carrying a burden of sorts. Uh, right. She's there. She's like, hi. And I said, hi. And she says, well, yesterday when I asked you if you had mail for me and you said no. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you lied. I went to my mailbox yesterday and there was mail in it. I said, you asked me if you had something. And she said, yeah. And you lied. I'm like, no, that means a parcel something. And she's like, no. I asked you if you had, and I'm like, yeah. And she just kept interrupting me and kept interrupting me and kept interrupting me. And she's already called me a liar. And now she won't let me explain myself. And I just, you know, hashtag triggered. I, I was talked over the majority of, well, whenever I'm in the room with my two sisters, which is never because I'm not talking to either of them right now, which is also really fun. I am out of family. I am fresh out of family. I have set boundaries. I just, uh, no, thank you. I've just been I am just, man, I am sick of those people. Holy fuck. I just, anyway, it's fine. Okay. They interrupted me. It's like, it's almost like a ghost was talking when I would talk when I was a kid. Like no matter what I was saying, didn't matter, which is why I talk so fast. I think she's interrupting me. She's interrupting me. And I just put my hand up and I normally would never speak to someone like this, but this woman has worked my last fucking nerve already. Like, and I looked at her, I'm like, why would you ask me to look for you? Like you, you literally wanted me to drop everything, literally, on the floor and look through my mail for you. I'm like, you li- I'm like, why are you asking me when my hands are full? Well, I asked you and I live at 301 and you know that and everyone else who's ever worked here gives me my mail in my hand. And I just put my hand up to her and I'm like, listen, why don't you call the 1-800 number and complain about it? She's like, yeah, I will. And I said, yeah. And you can tell them that I put your mail in the mailbox where mail goes. And she's just like, with her hand on her hip and rolled her eyes. And I'm just like, oh my God, lady, fuck off. 
Like, I'm sorry. Like, and that level of rage, I, I don't usually, like, I would never. She's just been rude to me one too many times. You call me a fucking liar and you interrupt me. Like, no, I'm sorry, ma'am. And you know what the best part is? I'll never see her again. Yeah. Yes, I will. Yeah, I'm going to see her like five days a week. <laughs> for the next two to three years okay great this won't be awkward or weird at all not at all yada yada she didn't call in she never complained I guess I really got my point across that yeah your mail actually in fact does go to the mailbox not in your hand you entitled jerk okay and that's okay and yeah everything's fine everything's fine okay that's it for me Costco is open (sighs) pray for me my friends I've got to return a red um, and blue rain suit I bought for Stella because Sarah accused me of dressing her like a mailman and I think subconsciously I did. Yeah, so there we are. Okay, if you need me, changeofaddresspod at gmail.com. You can join the Change of Address Facebook page that I never do anything on or you can follow me on Twitter. You can friend me on Facebook. You can tell your friends about this dumb bitch podcast that you listen to. And I get it, you know? Nobody listens to nobody podcasts. I am a nobody. And every celebrity you can ever fucking possibly imagine has a podcast so i appreciate you listening and i even more appreciate you listening after you have left an itunes review or a podcast review whatever they're called now okay i'm in i'm in you're giving it i'm getting it all right okay okay thank you so much for listening i hope you have a really good day and i hope you're nice to your mailman because we are tired okay it's winter and we are tired thank you so much thank you okay love you bye okay bye 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 now okay love you okay call me later okay bye bye bye